Facts of Faith on SAFM. And now on to our feature for this Sunday in Remember Our Feature that we have introduced is the faith of our leaders. And so we have invited a number of leaders who are going to give us some perspective on their faith. I want you to be aware again that when we are inviting these guests, they're not here to represent their political parties, but they're here to represent themselves and their faith, their individual faiths. Joining me now is Velengosini Shabisa, a South African politician and former teacher who has been president of the Ingata Freedom Party. Dr. Shabisa is going to be giving us his perspective of faith as a leader who is led by some kind of faith. We're going to find out what that faith is because when we look at our leaders, we're almost all the time Look at them unidirectionally, and they're multidirectional and multidimensional, and there are various dimensions of any and every human being. And the dimension we're looking at tonight, and the dimension we're looking at for this particular feature, is the spiritual dimension. What spiritual influence do they act under? Dadu Klavisa, welcome to SFM. Thank you very much for going to talk to us. Good evening, Naya, uh, as well as the listeners. Do tell us, first and foremost, do you have a faith that you believe in? Yes, Naya, I believe in a living God as a source of life and a source of everything. Okay. And prayer is my weapon in life. Yeah. So who is your living God? I have two living gods. The first one was a living god, then Martin Luther King, the junior. He inspired me with his belief, especially out of his speech, I have a dream. And that is what inspired me to live the life I am living today. And secondly, my living God is a Prince Mamosutu Telezi. His resilience is what has made me to push it on under all circumstances. So Martin Luther King Jr., Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., is a god? No, I thought when you talk of a living God, you mean people whom I look up to no i'm asking about god you said you believe in a living god and i said who is this oh, no, living no, god no 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 my living god is the almighty god okay the one who is the creator of human beings he is a living god because he is not a dead god then when you were asking the living God, I thought you are meaning in another context of the people who are my inspiration, oh, the human okay. beings. But my living God is the almighty God, the creator. Okay. And you're saying he is Jehovah? Uh, yeah. Uh, the he who he is. 
Okay, where did you meet this God? How did you come in contact with this God, perhaps? <clears throat> Let me start from my name. My name is Velenko Sini. If you, the, the direct English interpretation, it means the one who comes from God. And just a small, a short background. My mother could not conceive. She could not have children in his in her marriage with my dad, up until he went to the church and asked the church leader to pray for her, and the church leader prayed for her and promised her that she will get the first child whom she will call Venengosin. So I am a direct result of prayer, and that I understood at my early age. And I have studied about kids that were a result of a direct prayer, that unless they go good before God, their life goes nowhere. And that has been my belief and my strength, which I follow willingly with no pressure or yeah. with no compulsory instruction. So, but out of my understanding. So you were taught about this God. You have never encountered this God. I learned about this God from my early ages, and I grew with the understanding of this God up until I adopted this belief in this God as my belief, and which is now my <clears throat> belief which I inherited from my parents. I understand, sir. What I'm trying to establish is your personal encounter with this Magadi. Have you ever encountered oh, yes. this Magadi? Oh, yes. I have encountered him several times at my adult age. The first time. Tell us about the first time you encountered this Magadi. I can say a turning point in my life was in 1985 when I was doing my standard nine, which was form four at then, which is great eleven in this language. And as a young person, I happened to fall out in terms of going, of doing the right thing before your parents and before God. And when uh, things became worse in my life, it was in 1985 when a sort of a vision um, appeared or happened to me like I was awake, but somebody spoke to me that all what you see going badly you are no longer making good progress at school. You are not just enjoying the life you are living. The only thing that will make you happy and make progress is to turn from the wrong way that you are going now and go according to the God you know is your creator, which you have inherited from your parents and throughout now. As a, a young person, and as a grown person, and whenever I have a challenge, I know when I take my challenge to God, when I invite him, that you fight with me this battle, 
I overcome the battle with ease. So you're saying you met I him through a vision? <clears throat> I'm saying it was like a vision because okay. I was not asleep. I understand. I, I understand. Was, I was awake. One of the and guests. I couldn't say it is a dream. I understand. Because I was awake. I understand. I understand. One of our guests in our previous conversation, Rick Robernheimer, suggested perhaps what we call encounters or visions may very well be uh, unreliable because m much of what we experience psychologically that cannot be proven uh, metaphysically may very well be have may have been induced by narcotics or you may have had a whiff of something that has altered your state of mind for you to believe that you have seen or heard or experienced something even though it may have been what psychologists call a hallucination? Well, it is his views and he is not an authority when it comes to vision. A vision, it has to be God-inspired. It is beyond a human understanding. Are you suggesting that it's not possible? Sorry? Are you suggesting it's not possible that something else may have been at play? Not to me. Okay. But I understand when you talk of hallucination, yeah. a person might be under influence of something yes. and even think as if what he or she is seeing is a vision, yes. yet it is not. Yeah. But then how do you evaluate or validate whether what I saw, was it a vision or a hallucination? Yes. You will see as the time goes, as I'm saying, I have fought many battles and I've won many battles. And I have come to an understanding that all the battles I have won, it was not out of my intelligence or it was not of a lacking but it was God at play. You are able to see when God is at play that this one, I could not have won this one if he, he was not with me. You see, sometimes when you go to the stage, you, you have to speak. You know you are speaking against your enemies, people who want to crush you. And there is something that will tell you when you leave your seat to the podium that begin your address like this. Or sometimes when you are put into a corner, there is something they will just say, answer this one this way. And then you will know. But this one, I never thought about it. It cannot be a hallucination. It can be God's intervention when he is fighting your battles yes. and is standing with you in your way. You know, at some point in my youth, Dr. Tlavisa, I used to believe that there is a Santa Claus. And I would swear by it, believing that the presence that I'm getting, it's because Santa Claus came in on Christmas Eve to deliver a present, especially for me. And he has been doing so throughout the world until I realized it's not true. But I believed it. I saw evidence and the evidence was the present. And my parents would leave me to believe that jibber jabber. Surely the evidence of the things that we think think or so, is not always the truth. You cannot say because you've had these experiences, you've had these things happening to you, therefore, surely, surely there can be alternative answers to your question, right? 
Yeah, but Diane, you are making an example of a present. Yes. And now you know that the present came from your parents. That's right, my mother. It just did not, it just did not come as a manna. Yes. Because if it came as a manna, we would say, <laughs> then it's something extraordinary. Now you know it came from your parents. Yes. But now, you see, I'm 50, I've turned 57 years now. Okay. Um, you know, every day, the experience I have, I have grown and I have matured. And um, I have a portion of going to various churches because I believe there is one God. Yes. Whether you go to Christian, you go to Nazareth Baptist Church, yes. you go to every religion, but there is one God. So now, my fellowship with various churches enlightened me when it comes to God because there are things, simple things, which you cannot convince me, um, but which are not real. You know, I believe in miracles, but I don't believe if you want to succeed, you must rely on miracles. I believe if you want to succeed, you must work hard, you must dedicate yourself, you must sacrifice certain things. A person who can say, God is going to do it for you because the God of miracles, I will tell him that, no, no, no. Yes, God is the God of miracles, but if you want to succeed in life, you need to do your part, and God will only help you to achieve what you want to achieve, yeah. having done your part. So <clears throat> I have been, I cannot say I'm, I am an authority in this field. No, I'm not an authority. Yes. But I have a clear understanding that there are things which do not exist. Which you, do, which you do not have to believe in them. You made but an example of, of, of mana. Do you believe that mana actually did come from heaven? <laughs> yeah, well, God well, is a God of miracles. You know, there is nothing impossible to God. When God wanted to demonstrate his power, he could have done so. You remember the story when the, <clears throat> the, 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 the Pharaoh soldiers were chasing uh, Moses and Moses could stop the sea and pave the way. You know, it is beyond imagination, but God can do it if he wants to prove that he wanted to save his people against Pharaoh. Yeah. Even manna could come down, even Jesus Christ yeah. could multiple I, I understand that the fish bread. I, I understand nothing is impossible. Uh, who's responsible for the impossible? I'm not going to uh, suggest now. But what I'm asking you is, do you believe in manna? Do you believe that the waters stood still and paved the way for the Israelites to cross the Red Sea? Do you believe that? All those things written in the Bible, like such as manna, walking on water of this Yeshua, and the water splitting in half and allowing the Israelites. Do you believe in all that stuff? Now, I have no reason not to believe because God, it is everything is possible with God. And it is not something that beyond what can happen. Okay. So I believe what is contained in the Bible is a demonstration of the magnitude of the power of God. Okay. I don't have a reason not to believe it. Okay.
All right. Uh, do you have you a... see, you see, you see, there is something that I could not believe. Okay. If it would be saying a fish will give birth to a human being, I would say, oh, no, 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 no. This one, I don't believe because it wouldn't make sense to me. But what makes sense to me and which says this is very possible to demonstrate God's power, really, I believe it. Okay. All right. Which church do you belong to? Where is your membership? I am a member of the Nazareth Baptist Church, okay. commonly known Shende yeah. Church. Okay. So you... My... Yes, go yes, ahead. Yes, no, go ahead, sir. No. <clears throat> you see, then, the, you know, the Nazareth Baptist Church is divided into many factions. But those factions have nothing to do with God as revealing himself to Prophet Isaiah in 1910, that is the person I believe in, which yeah. was sent by God. Yeah. And what you should, what you and I and other people should know, Shemme was sent by God as a prophet. Yes. As God sent many prophets, if you look in the Old Testament, and look in the New Testament. Yes. It was a revelation, it was a continuation of the revelation of God. So I'm a member of the Nazareth Baptist Church, but a person who believes in God, the Almighty, yes. and the creator of heaven and earth. So just to be clear, when you're saying Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, you're not referring to the prophet Isaiah in the Bible, you're referring to, you're referring to prophet Isaiah Shembe, the one, the yes. South African. Yes. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, now, my, my curiosity again is on the faith of the Bible and uh, His Holiness, the prophet Isaiah Shembe, and his teachings and examples. Do they <coughs> form part of your daily life? That's a very interesting point that we are politicians who are people of faith. And my curiosity has always been, do you partition your life? Or are you influenced by the scriptures and the teachings of His Holiness, Prophet Isaiah Shembe? My religious belief is my compass. That is why <clears throat> when it comes to something that does not go or agree with my religious conviction, I say no. Even if it's for my friend, or even if you promise it can take you to a higher seat, as long as it is not in, in agreement with my religious conviction, I am aiming to say no. I mean, that person, I, yes. I know how to say no and when to say no. Yeah, yeah. Then perhaps I might bring in the aspect now of your political persuasion and you are a member and now the leader of the Ingata Freedom Party. Do you believe in, in the virtue of the, the actions of Ingata Freedom Party from inception to date? Yes, I do. And you believe they are godly actions? Yes, if you don't talk about the actions of one individual single man, but the virtues as contained in the Constitution is what I believe can make our country a better country than what it is today. Well, when I say virtues of the party, I'm not only talking about its documents, but I'm talking about the documents, the, the speeches of its leaders, 
the actions of its leaders and the actions of its <coughs> members, the whole gamut, would you believe or do you believe that the speeches that we've heard coming out of Ingata Freedom Party leaders, the things that had been done, the positions that had been taken by the Ingata Freedom Party, and the th things that had been done by members of Ingata Freedom Party under the auspices of Ingata Freedom Party, do you think they are godly? Yeah, that is why um, <clears throat> now I said I believe in the virtues of the IFP as contained in its documents and correctly executed by its leaders and members. An individual person can be found corrupt, which is against the virtues of the IFP. That individual at that time is not representing the virtues of the IFP. An IFP member can commit a crime and rape a woman or another person. So sorry, I don't be exclusive. <clears throat> that is against the virtues of the IFP and the values of the IFP. That is why, therefore, I'm saying the acts of an individual, the ways pronounced by an individual, cannot stand for and summarily be said it is equal to the virtues or values of the IFP. But as contained in its documents and spelled out by leaders who honestly speak what the IFP stands for, I go with them. But when they say something contrary, I differ with them. Let's talk about the collective decisions taken by the party that you believe is godly. Am I correct to say that the party, you believe that the Ingata Freedom Party is a godly party? Yes. Okay. I believe in God. No, no, no. Not that you believe in God, but no, no. it's yes, a godly I, I, party. I, I, I oh, yes. Yes, I agree with you, yeah. and uh, it is a godly party yeah. because we, yeah. <laughs> the Ingata Freedom Party is a party in a parliament that is divided. The Ingata Freedom Party is a party whose leaders left the African National Congress to form another. Would it not be correct to say, in spite of the fact that the Ingata Freedom Party believes to be, and you believe that the Ingata Freedom Party is a, is a godly party, this party believes in disunity. It walks away, <clears throat> it splits away, it does not fix problems, it walks away and does not want to form part of the greater collective as a nation, as the South African nation, so to speak, we are fragmented into political parties, and the Ingata Freedom Party is one of those political parties. Would it not be true to say that, in spite of your claim to be godly, uh, you believe in disunity? Uh, now, <clears throat> there is a background. What made a split um, between the IFP and the ANC out of the meeting in 1979 in London. Now, <clears throat> the current ANC is not the one that is based on the values of the ANC as founded in 1912. So it can be a subject on its own. I agree with you, sir. We believe in unity of all people of South Africa white, black, Indian, color, all of them. As long as they agree with you. 
not necessarily. People will not agree because they can't take one direction like water. But in unity, I believe that we can act in a, uni- in a united action, even if we do not agree politically. I believe in that one. That is why in Parliament, the IFP does not oppose anything that is said by the ANC as a ruling government. In Wazulu Natal, we are living the same. We differ where we really have to differ, but we agree where we have to agree for the benefit of our people. That is what I'm trying to say. I understand, now. sir. I'll give you an example. Was the Ingata Freedom Party part of the government of national unity? And the unity being yes. the focus of our conversation from the very beginning. Yes. And your your position there, was it always espoused during the negotiation, the Cadessa negotiations? We were very clear now in Cadessa negotiation. And now for your information, there are a number of things that came from the ISP which are the order of the day today. I can just name, mention one of them. The federal state of government, the three spheres of government, local, provincial, and national, it was the idea of the ISP, which the ANC accepted unconditionally. So we made our contribution, but we did not agree with everything but for the sake of unity, understanding the background we're coming from, we were willing to get into the government of national unity in 1994 for 10 years. And it is not the IFP that decided to pull out from the government of national unity. It was the ANC which failed. It has had it enough for a government of national unity. They want to champion things on their own. Just one example, Prince Mahusu Chukchele, as the Minister of Home Affairs in the Government of National Unity, he had a different idea with the ANC when it comes to the issue of controlling our borders. And they did not agree with Prince Mahusu Chukchele. And if Prince Mahusu Chukchele was listened to, we wouldn't be having a problem we have today of many undocumented foreign nationals. We were working together, but there were issues we could not see eye to eye because we believed the other way around of doing them would have been the better way for the people of South Africa, as I've made an example of the undocumented foreign nationals. I'm not xenophobic, but I believe that South Africa belongs to South Africans. Like all the countries in the world, there is a control. You can't have undocumented people who are not known, and when even if you plan for your budget, you don't know how many people you are planning for. You can only find that in South Africa. I want to take some text messages for you and perhaps a voice note or two. The lines are open, by the way, if you'd like to engage the president of the Ingata Freedom Party. He's joining us in the feature, Faith of Our Leaders. He's given us his perspective on his faith and, uh, well, his choices and the choices of the party that he leads. Let's go to the voice note, Phineas. Good evening, Nekeste. I'd just like to know from your case, how does he balance between his beliefs in God and also 
his political life because in politics there's a backstabbing the politicians most of them they are lying and also they are corrupt so how does he balance politics and his faith and donana from lens thank you would you like to respond to this Um, I thank you for my brother. <clears throat> um, I have served in government from 1980, I'm sorry, 1995 to age, which is almost about 27 years now. I have stood against corruption. And when you say, how do you balance? When something is wrong, I made a decision that I want to leave a legacy of my life that will be followed by my children and my generation. And when something is not right, <clears throat> I said to you, I know how to say no. There are politicians who cannot say no. I am able to tell my friend that my friend, on that one, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to allow this one. This one is not going to happen. <clears throat> my faith and conviction in believing in God is what makes me makes me able to see on the first instance that this is right this is wrong if it is wrong i say no any kind of corruption is wrong you will never find a kind of corruption that is right lying <clears throat> i made a personal decision that i will not say what i cannot say or repeat in public or in the presence of a person I spoke about. So I would never lie, because whatever I say is what I would repeat, either in public or in front of a person I was speaking about. If you want to talk to me about somebody else, and I can see you are lying, I say, I just tell you one thing, look, my guy, I don't live in this life of talking bad about other people, <clears throat> and if you are true of what you are saying, Let's get hold of this person so that we clarify this matter and finalize it and put it to rest. The, consti- the Constitutional Court, Dado uh, Tlavisa, has found that members of parliament and parliament in general failed to hold the president and the government to account. There was no exclusions there. There were no exclusions there to say, except for those that walked out, the EFF walked out, therefore they are, they are not culpable. The Ingata Freedom Party was silent, therefore it's not culpable. The Constitutional Court said Parliament failed to hold the authorities, the, the government, the executive, and the president, the then president, to account. Do you accept that culpability? No, I don't. You see, law judging are human beings. They are not God, and some of them do not even go to church or they don't even believe to God. So now, there are decisions which are made by courts of our law, and all I can do is to accept them as decisions of the judges or of the courts, But it is another matter whether do I believe what they are saying is true. So in the event that the courts 
would say you are therefore fined 15,000 or 10,000 rand for your failure to hold the government to account, would you pay that 10,000 rand? You see, uh, now I, I can express my view. If I don't believe I am guilty for to be fined that charge, I would say I don't agree yeah. with the court. And then there is a process, appeal process. And if all things, <clears throat> so many people are in jail, yet they are innocent. Yeah. And have so you have you appealed the decision fine. by the Khan court? <clears throat> when when the decision, you can only. I, I think you must appeal something that is impossible to you. Say that again. Decision, sorry. Say that again, please. <clears throat> I think you can appeal something which is enforceable upon you and which you don't agree with it. Some other decisions which are made by courts, even if you don't agree with them, but if they are not enforced upon you, you say, oh, well, the court has made a decision. I don't agree with that decision, but I accept what the court has said because it is not forcing me to do that. But if it is forcing me to do that, it will be a different matter on a matter that I don't believe the court is right, definitely I will appeal the court's decision. Even if I fail and I have to pay a fine, I can put it in, in, in writing that, yes, I'm paying the fine because the court wants me to do so, but I don't agree with the judgment. Here's a question that has been very common amongst many people calling onto the show. The issue of the scriptures that you believe in and the Constitution. This is a very common question that I have to ask all of the leaders that I speak to. Which is supreme to you, Dr. Lamisa? Which is supreme, the Bible or the Constitution? The Bible. To me, as an individual, but for the country, the Constitution. But for me, is the Bible. Now, you, you have supported a country that, that believes in, in the Constitution. Sorry, nice. You have, you have supported the Constitution and the dictates of a Constitution that are contrary to your Bible. Yeah, the Constitution of our country, there are things I don't agree with them, but it was approved because the majority came from the ruling party, not the ISP. There are things in the Constitution which I do not agree with, and I will not do simply because the Constitution allows them to, I will stand against because I don't believe in them. And so when you're saying you will stand against, what do you mean? Because we've seen 25, over 25 years of governance in this country taking decisions that are directly opposed to your Bible, but we have not seen any contestation from the Ingata Freedom Party, and particularly yourself. No, my... Yes, <laughs> we... we we have opposed many decisions uh, by the government of the day uh, since 1994 when they do what we don't believe in, yet it is constitutionally correct. The constitution is based on the will of the majority party, which is the governing party in South Africa, and surely. If the IFP can take over, there are 
a number of things where we can effect change on them. You see, um, <clears throat> well, let me just not go there, but the, the fact of the matter, <clears throat> we are in a constitution of the majority party, not of the minority party. No, no, sir. No, sir. The constitution doesn't belong to a political party. It belongs to the Republic of South Africa. No, no, no. no. I, I would not agree with you on that. If you... Uh, I, I, I happen to study um, law now, and there is a question at whose constitution? The constitution is for the people of South Africa. Who are those people? Those people are influenced by the majority party when it comes to the final approval of the constitution. When the constitution was approved and became a constitution of South Africa, it belongs to all of us, but it received the endorsement of the majority party and many smaller parties or minority parties had certain things which they did not agree with. One simple thing, and I... I believe in the devolution of power, more power from national and from provincial to the local government. If it was the ISP, the police would have been controlled at a local level. But this is not the case because it is not the constitution of the ISP as a practical example. But we are living with it because we are not the majority. Okay. All right. Just as a matter of fact, and I'm sure you'll uh, agree with this as a, as, a, as a law student, that the Constitution is a product of a constitutional assembly, which was then rubber stamped by the entirety of the National Assem- Assembly. Correct? Yes, I agree, man. Okay. okay, not a political party. There's a, there's a, there's no, no, but in that, in that National Assembly, no, the majority when it says who agrees with the constitution in terms of the majority, it is the ruling party. Well, okay. All right. I want to, I want to read, I want to read some, a, a text because we're running out of time. There's a text there that reads, Naya, please ask your guest whether he believes that black men can be a foreigner in Africa since a black man and God never created borders. You see, we shouldn't complicate things by, in Africa, we have countries with boundaries, borders. And if we want South Africa that is borderless, that should be applicable in every country in Africa. No, the question is: Do you be, do no, you believe do you believe that the black man can be a foreigner in Africa? Nayib, I don't believe a black man, a human being. Let me be precise: a human being can be a foreigner in his own or her own country of origin or of his or her country of citizenship. I think that is the no, sir. Citizenship, can... citizenship is something else. I just want you to answer what Gaddafi is saying. Ras Gaddafi here is asking, can you, if you're an African, can you be deemed to be a foreigner in Africa? 
Yeah, but Gaddafi was not God in that idea because in his country, you will not find foreigners unaccounted for. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. The text message writer here, his name is Ras Gaddafi. The person who's written this text message. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Oh, oh. And okay, and okay. he and he is asking this question. He's the one asking this question. We're gonna leave it right there, sir. Our time is up, it's nine o'clock. Uh Tabisa, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate you coming through. We will be inviting you from time to time to get your religious perspective. Again, I wanna repeat religious perspective on a number of other issues. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much, Nine the Tabisa, president of the Ingata Freedom Party. For me, Naya Lupondoana and the team. Have a wonderful evening and Godspeed.